Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Um, so Nicholas heard about this story and he didn't want, but he didn't want, he wanted to help, but he didn't want to hurt this man's pride. So instead he threw a sack of gold coins down the chimney, which landed in their stockings, which were hanging out to dry. So the Whoa, family. that's a good shot, dude. That's like a trick shot for the ages right there. Right. <laughs> I imagine it as like this sack of coins and then like some of the coins kind of fell out into like their socks, but. I imagine I don't... like Santa's got like a, fi- a film crew and he's like, Hey guys, check out this shot. And then he fucking banks it and it goes in. And then all everyone filming is like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be like that. Sure. It would be. Yeah. That's, that's a good shot. <laughs> it goes viral on TikTok. It would. Hello. Welcome back to ship. They don't tell you. I'm Nikki Limo. Hello everybody. What's up? My name is Steve Green. I now have COVID in 19. Yeah, today we're recording our episode uh, from home and also from Zoom in separate rooms because Steve is quarantined within our quarantine in our house. I'm in because the quarantine. Because he positive for COVID-19. I'm in ground zero over here, folks. This is the first time I've, if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see what his COVID cave looks like. This is the first time I've seen you um, in, your, in your natural habitat in like six days yeah it's it's pretty interesting in here it definitely I, I can't wait to get out it's claustrophobic in here i have not seen or felt sunlight i have not i mean you could open that window curtain yeah okay this window curtain just looks into a neighbor's house and they always have the blinds open so it's super awkward so I'm that chill. is awkward and uh sorry. there's actually there's piles of laundry behind steve right now because yes. i did i washed and folded all of our laundry that had been building up for weeks and i folded i used the whole day to do laundry and then i left them in his office not knowing he was about to be quarantined for eternity listen i got plenty of towels in here folks don't even worry about my towel situation it's i have no towels zero towels good. my towel situation couldn't be better 
But that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're getting into the holiday season here. And uh, by the way, if you are listening to it as it comes out, um, I think we are going to take the next two weeks off. So next week, which would fall on Christmas Eve, and then the following week, which would land on New Year's Eve, we will not have episodes coming out because my husband has COVID and we should probably rest. But and also, you back. guys aren't listening to anything on Christmas Eve right. anyway, and you yeah. know it, or New Year's Eve, so shut up. And if you do Stop need something it. to listen to, you could listen to all of our library of videos. That's right. Go listen to ones episodes. you can listen to, okay? Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. So I get repeat um, requests for topics that we already covered like two years ago. But obviously, Same. I mean, if you weren't around two years ago, then you didn't know we did those topics. So, you know, it's a little it's a little gift from us to you. Merry Christmas. You're welcome. Um, today, I thought we would do the origins of Santa Claus because that seemed very fitting for this holiday season, right? Yeah, no, um, it's great. Is this there, the origins of Santa Claus, um, the man, or of the legal apparatus that uh, passes down the, the hat to different people? The no, corporate apparatus? No, 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 the legal one, uh, the Santa legal. Claus. Yeah, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, the, the Santa Claus. Uh, no, Tim, Tim Allen has full legal rights to all of that. I understand. So he is, yeah. in fact, still. I, okay, got it. He is still the Santa Claus. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And there's something. There's uh, there's something that happened with his brother Jack Frost or something. I didn't. I don't watch that one. I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> mercifully, mercifully, so we won't, we won't stayed, get. We won't get it. And I mercifully stayed asleep as well. Yes, exactly. Yes. But there, you know, what I found surprising is I wanted to do this episode, and you know, me not knowing anything about the origins of Santa Claus, other than I, I heard that there was actually a Nicholas that became a saint that was a very nice guy that gave away gifts, but I didn't know that there were so. So many theories on where Santa Claus actually originated from. Did you know? Uh, wait. Okay. So my understanding is exactly what you just said. And maybe you even said more than I even knew. I just knew that he was a real guy that existed at one point. Right. And right. He, and he nicely gave toys to, to kids. Uh, maybe. A little bit. A little bit. Maybe. 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 So I'm going to go over all of the theories and you okay. can tell me which one you think Did he have it originated elves? from. In one of the theories. Yes. Okay. That's going to be my yeah. favorite theory. I'm, I'm excited for it. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start off with the one that we both think of when we think of the origins of St. Nick, which was that he was a real guy that existed. So let me introduce you to Nicholas of Barry. He was born in the fourth century in the town of Myra, which is currently modern day Turkey. Um, by the way, this cha- this info that I am describing right now, I got everything from this channel called Biographies. Is that what it's called? I feel like maybe my autocorrect corrected it to that. It's a tube think, channel? Yeah, it's a tube channel. I think okay. it's called Biographies, but if not, um, I will correct it and, and put, the descri- put the link in the description. But anyway, back to Nicholas. Okay, so he was born in the town of Myra, which is now modern-day Turkey, and his parents were very wealthy Christians. But his parents died shortly after giving birth to Nicholas, so Nicholas became an orphan. His uncle raised him, and his uncle supposedly prophesied that Nicholas would do a lot for the world, which kind of, you know, came true. Doesn't um, everybody prophesy that or hope that? Right. I mean, everyone thinks their kid's the best. They're like, this yeah. kid's going to change the world. But his uncle really believed in him. I, I think that's pretty nice because a lot of orphans have, like, more traumatic stories than that. But his uncle was pretty cool, pretty chill dude, believed in him, was like, this kid's got it. This kid's going to be a star. 
And, uh, and Nicholas was always very kind. Like he always wanted to do things for the poor, the less fortunate. He also had a soft spot for children and would often help them make handmade toys to play with. I see. Huh? Yeah. Wait, why is he doing it though? The elves are supposed to be. Well, he didn't have elves yet. Oh, I see. Maybe he, he acquired them later after he became more capitalist and he was like, oh, oh. revenues are up and we can hire employees and. We have to provide for our shareholders, I say. (laughs) We have to expand into China. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... so one, there was one story about this man that was living in his town and this man had three beautiful daughters, but he couldn't afford a dowry. He was a very poor man, um, which meant that the daughters would have to be sold into slavery because the father could no longer support them. That's and, a bitch, dude. I know. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine living in those times where like either you have to be able to pay buttloads of money for your daughter to go to some like guy that could support her or she gets sold into slavery and, you know, probably gets raped all of her life until she dies. Fantastic. Great. Good time to be a woman. Anyway, um, so Nicholas heard about this story and he didn't want, but he didn't want, he wanted to help, but he didn't want to hurt this man's pride. So instead, he threw a sack of gold coins down the chimney, which landed in their stockings, which were hanging out to dry. So the family. Well, that's a good shot, dude. That's like a trick shot for the ages right there. Right? (laughs) I imagine it as like this sack of coins, and then like some of the coins kind of fell out into like their socks. But I imagine like Santa's got like a a film crew, and he's like, hey, guys, check out this shot. And then he fucking banks it, and it goes in. And then everyone filming is like, oh! (laughs) Yeah, I guess it would be like that. Sure. It would be. Yeah. That's a good shot. (laughs) It goes viral on TikTok. It would. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So, so at the time the family thought God had answered their prayers and the man was able to pay a dowry for his oldest daughter. And she got married off to a very nice man who took a handsome dowry. And then uh, Nicholas came back in the following years to do it again for the other two daughters, which is when he got caught. And they they were like, oh, it wasn't God. It was Nicholas who was doing it. So then everyone in the town knew that this gold was coming from him. And he was also known to anonymously donate his inheritance to people whose lives he knew it would change. Um, So he was a very giving soul. And, And pretty soon, everyone in the town was hanging their stockings up by the, in the fire, in the, you know, in the chimney by the fire. Um, in by the, hopes by that, the fire chimney. By the fire chimney. However that works, you know. Your words are poetry, Nikki Lima. Listen, I live in Southern California. We don't have fireplaces. We yeah, There's no need. But I imagine, that, you know, on a mantle or in the we chimney. We do have heaters when it mantle, hits 72, though. We do have a nest. Yes. So maybe we should hang our stockings on the nest. There you go. Hang our stockings on the solar panel with care. Um, so anyway, people in the town started getting all like, "Ooh, maybe if I hang my stockings up, then I could get an anonymous present. And who wouldn't, do it? Who wouldn't? Right. Exactly. But this also sparked a spirit of giving among the town because they were just so touched by how generous this guy Nicholas was. And so soon neighbors began to help each other. And it really became like this season of giving. And 
even when it wasn't Nicholas that did the anonymous gift, uh, people would credit Nicholas because he was like the first known for it. So, um, you know what, if he was doing this shit in 2020 though, they'd be like, why does it have to be a season of giving? Why can't it be every single time of the year? Actually, Nicholas sucks. That's how how it's supposed to kind of translate is that like Christmas reminds you to give it, be in the giving spirit and then you carry it hopefully throughout the rest of the year. Nah, nah, nah. Only in the winter months. Thank you. And I don't even know if he just did it in the winter months. I think he just did this all of his life. He like dedicated his life to doing this kind of shit. But anyway, what I was trying to say, because um, I was in the middle of my sentence, but um, he was getting credited even if it wasn't him doing the gifting. And so it made it seem like he was in all these different places at one time. So people started believing like he was a very holy man that had magic powers. And so they made him a saint. In fact, the patron saint of children and sailors. Why so, sailors? Well, it's weird because like, so he liked sailing, I guess, too. Um, but a few times, a few dozen times, sailors would talk about how like they were in some crazy seawaters and they thought they were going to die. And like, it was like so crazy. And they would pray to St. Nicholas and then the waters would calm and they'd be guided to safety. So he became a patron saint of sailors, too. All right. He could do some traveling and sailing, but you know, I don't know. He was uh, sailors liked him. Kids and sailors, they really liked him. Um, so lots of people would pray pray to him, you know, in times of need, like if they were struggling, they would just they would pray to him. But then he began asking people to write letters instead of prayers because letters were a lot easier to keep track of. So you know, we still write to Santa Claus a lot um that's where that came from Mm. um so stories about saint nicholas started to spread out through the rest of the world and in the netherlands belgium and switzerland kids would leave their shoes out hoping for gifts from uh sinterklaas and would awake in the morning to small gifts and chocolates in their shoes um and then sometime down the road martin luther you know that guy martin luther Mm -mm. he started getting sick of catholic saints so he was like no no more he started saying these gifts aren't from Sinterklaas. They're from baby Jesus, okay? Otherwise known as Christkindle. 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 But people were really confused because they knew that the gifts were actually coming from Nicholas. So they mistook the name as Chris Kringle. They thought he was just calling him by his nickname, Chris Kringle. <laughs> so it was just a mistake. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then um, and then so fast forward to the beginnings of America. There was a an author named Washington Irving. Uh, you might know him from such writings as The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and Rip Found Winkle. Um, well, he heard about the Dutch Santa Claus and renamed him the American version Santa Claus. And this just kept getting added on to um, decade after decade of the, throughout the generations. Um, of like you know this there was this poet that wrote a poem and now we know it as the night before christmas and then every american knew it by the next year because it was just so catchy you know so it's just a big game of telephone everyone's kind of telling their yeah yeah and it starts evolving and evolving and then he becomes this this like bigger than light larger than life like mythical being that delivers tons of gifts in one night or all Mm. around the world to all of the all of the children interesting so yeah that's theory number one theory number two and this is perhaps my favorite theory 
Although I don't know if it's the one, but this is my favorite theory. So there's another theory that uh, magic mushrooms are actually attributed to everything that we do during this time of year. Like there was no St. Nicholas. There was only magic mushrooms. Okay. This one comes from the, the YouTube channel School of Life. This is where I got a lot of this information. Um, so they say that a lot of Christmas traditions can be linked to magic mushrooms. This specific, specifically the magic mushroom Amanita muscaria, which is like that uh, red red mushroom that has the white dots. You know, like the cartoon. Oh, the one typical Mar- the Mario one. The uh, Mario one, yeah. To enlarge, to enlarge I Mario. I didn't even know those were real. I, I thought they was, those were like Willy Wonka fake ones. Same. I didn't know. I didn't know that those were real things. They're actually real, and they are magic hallucinogen mushrooms. Is that so, what's behind Mario? So, like, the way he uses mushrooms is oh, to make yeah. himself better? Yeah, it's got to be, yeah, right? He it's gets a big joke. Larger than life, he's like, whoa, <laughs> I'm big now. He uses mushrooms to become invincible and shit? He's not a, he doesn't use it to become invincible. That's a star, you fucking stupid ass. Wait, what is the way we're talking about? He uses the one... star makes you invincible. No, the mushroom, the green ones literally give you more give lives. You ex- that gives you an extra life, but so that's you, the green one. That's the green one. Collect enough of them and you're invincible. That's Are a green even, one. I don't even know. If, I don't even know. That's not an Amanita Muscaria. The Amanita Muscarias make him bigger. Oh my God. No, I'm you're talking so about how stupid. they use I can't, I can't I'm, even. No, no Nikki. I'm talking about how they use mushrooms in the game to make him basically invincible because he has so many fucking extra lives through mushrooms. I, I don't know about the green one. There's no one-up mushrooms in this story. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, but the red ones make you bigger. I know, and the green ones give you extra lives. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Very insightful. Okay. Hey, so, Sam, do you right back at you, pal. Can I just continue with <laughs> fucking Santa Claus? Go ahead. Okay, so across many cultures throughout history, people really valued these mushrooms, the Amanita muscaria. I just like saying the name. It sounds like so fancy. I couldn't um, say it. They're, uh, they, they really valued them for their hallucinogenic properties. They just want to get fucked up. Like there wasn't a lot to do back then. So they were like, oh, hell yeah, you got those mushrooms? Yes, we're going to have a good time. So they- When's back then? How long ago was this? Uh, I didn't take good notes, so I don't- Oh, I don't very know. good. I don't know. <laughs> um so this is the time they're making they're making alcohol in their bathtub and shit though right uh yeah probably yeah okay yeah sure um so the people that collected these mushrooms were called shaman um and shaman directly translates to religious specialist you've heard of shaman right like people yeah go and do dmt or not dmt oh it's ayahuasca and they use a you need a shaman to do that yep Right. Okay. So each year the shaman would collect the mushrooms and they would dry them and then they would load them into a big sack. And then on December 25th, during the winter solstice, they would go from house to house to deliver their gifts. See, they were holding these stacks. Furthermore, these shaman were bearded men who wore red and white to honor the mushroom. And they had these pointy hats. So, like, imagine bearded men in red and white clothes with a big sack delivering gifts, a.k.a. mushrooms. That's okay? a good brand. They were branding it back then. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's um, like UPS drivers wearing brown. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, they, like, are these are a bunch of Santa Clauses running around. And, like, you don't see more than one shaman at a time because, like, they're, I, I suppose they split up into different areas to, to be efficient with their gift giving. 
So anyway, during the winter solstice, the entries to people's homes were buried under the snow. So the best way to give them these gifts was through the chimney, motherfucker. Uh, and the colors, the colors of Christmas even are red and green, right? Because the Amanita muscaria mushrooms grow underneath the green evergreen trees. So it represents, um, so the, all the little gifts that you have under the tree, they would wrap them in red and white paper. And those would represent the mushrooms growing underneath the evergreen tree, the Christmas tree that you bring into your home. So far, this is way more interesting than the story of Jesus, so I get why this took over as, like, why. Yeah. Yeah, it's way more interesting. Like, okay, yeah, Dude, a baby Jesus, was born in the manger, oh. or let's get fucked up on mushrooms. I had a baby born in the manger. Dude, I fell asleep every single Sunday school about that Same. shit. Or they're like, we three kings of all. Oh, my God. Get a better song. Hey, you don't have to sing every fucking single part of the story. It's just so drab. Like, even the way they say it is like, Seven kiss from okay yeah. get out we're that's done like, that's like when I found out Les Miserables was a musical and they don't stop singing I, that's how I felt there in Sunday school I was like oh my god they don't stop singing or how about that drummer boy that didn't have gifts so he just played the drums like oh yeah thanks guy like I really needed to hear a snare drum yeah guess what or I have neighbors who play ever. the drums I don't want that's not a gift it's not Actually, a gift it's a noise complaint Take it back. I want a refund. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't have the fucking cops back then. They didn't have good noise complaint laws. Couldn't make a noise complaint at all. Nope. nope. You had no one to go to. The town yeah. square, maybe. So maybe. I, well, so the story of Jesus has nothing to do with Santa, unfortunately. So we're not even talking about that story here. Much to but, my mother's chagrin. But I always wondered, like, how did they conflate the story of Jesus being born with this bearded, huge belly guy that now goes I around getting gifts? Everyone's doing mushrooms, but that's it. <laughs> um yeah well we'll get we'll get there um okay so back to the mushrooms so since amanita muscarias are poisonous um there's hasn't been a lot of fatalities attributed to them but um they still like are considered poisonous so the shamans would hang them um so the poison would dry uh they would hang them on tree branches in order to dry and it looked because they're bright red it looked a lot like ornaments on a christmas tree because they would hang them from evergreen trees. Wow. So we replicate this tradition of like putting red ornaments on a Christmas tree. Well, now, I mean, we have all different colors, but the traditional color was red. Where do they, how do they get to um, inflatable polar bears uh, from Target on people's lawns? Mushrooms. Okay, got it. <laughs> Think about it. You're on shrooms. No question. What do you want to see? Bright lights and crazy inflatable shit. Very true. Okay. Also, reindeer. Oh, this all happened in Siberia, by the way. Um, so reindeer are really common in Siberia, and they also would often graze on the mushrooms. They like to get fucked up too. And Siberians who ate the mushrooms may have hallucinated that these reindeer were flying. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my that's probably my favorite is that santas are actually shamans delivering magic mushrooms dude i think a lot of religious stuff is tied into drug use absolutely no i mean question. jesus himself turned water into wine why did he need to do that no dude moses like, parting the red sea you know everyone got so fucked up they're like moses you were on fire last night bro yeah well and he also wasn't it wasn't it moses that um like the he's held up a stone tablet and then that's when the commandments landed on it 
I don't know. I think so. Oh, no, I think he went to the, I don't know. He went to, he returned with it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. We'll have to do another one on it. Listen, everybody was on drugs because there's nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. except for like milk goats and shit. Yeah, so maybe you can relate during this pandemic <clears throat> that this is the most close to Christmas of the origins that we it, have ever gotten. What's your excuse for not creating your own religion? That's really what I have to say. You couldn't, yeah, you could believe in anything. Yeah, you can create your own okay. religion during the pandemic. So I have two other theories about the history of Santa, Santa Claus. Okay. Um, but they are on the darker side. Yes. And I will talk about them with you after this break. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So Huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the <laughs> show. Okay, we're back. So before the break, I talked about how these next two theories get kind of dark. And Steve was rather excited about that. I am. Why, why are you excited about that? Well, I feel like it was already pretty dark, honestly. You're talking about a bunch of people getting fucked up and creating a whole thing. So this is going to be extra dark. No, 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 no. They were having a good time. Yeah, but when I think about a man in a beard um, in a red 
and white coat come into my house in the middle of the night and give me mushrooms. I'm freaked out already. Well, yeah, but well, no, no, because like the shamans didn't go down the chimney. They just put the sack down the chimney. They had to climb up on your roof, though, in the middle of the no, night. No, they weren't. Your house was buried in snow. They could literally oh, couldn't get to your front door. My bad. Yeah, that that's why they... Sense. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They were like, well, I'm not going to dig through the snow to get... That's not very efficient. Dude, don't like 10 people live in Siberia, too? I don't know. I've never Damn, that there. would suck to live in Siberia, probably. Where's Siberia? <clears throat> it's in Russia. It's mm. like eastern, eastern Russia, I think. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right, so... This has to do with Odin. And I got a lot of this information from the History with Hilbert, that channel on YouTube. And have you heard of Odin at all? Odin is the son, the, the father of Thor. No, is, well, maybe. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know. He absolutely is. What are you talking okay. about? Maybe. You never I'm, watched a Marvel movie before? Dude, I'm not arguing with you. I go, I went, oh, maybe. No, it isn't. Why are you so ready to fight? Does COVID make you want to fight? Yeah, I do want to fight. Jeez, calm down. No, no, I'm not. I'm not wanting to fight. I'm just saying. I'm talking about how, yeah, Odin is the father of Thor, bud. Mm, Okay, cool. Well, he was also um, a Norse god. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Thor. All right, he's Thor's dad. Whatever. Whatever makes you sleep at night. Okay. So, winter solstice which is the time of now. Um, winter solstice is traditionally, traditionally always the darkest time of the year. So these uh, pagans would bring in as much light, like light and joy and happiness as they could, as they could during this time, they would bring it into their houses. So they would light up their houses and they would, you know, sing songs and be, you know, be merry. And they would give gifts for the inner light and love and happiness. And they would celebrate the light coming back because after you get over this hump of winter solstice where the days are very dark, um, you start getting, the days start to get lighter again. So they would like celebrate the return of the light. Mm. Okay. And then they would also bring evergreen trees into their houses. How, and because that would represent how life carries on. Okay. So the Dutch celebrated Santa Claus which was celebrated on the 5th of the month, not the 25th. But there's a lot of similarities to Odin, who um, was a one-eyed wandering god. Uh, he was bearded, just like San- Santa Claus was, Santa Claus. And he kind of looked like a pirate, but he was like, he was like a ghost god, okay? And he would, also, he would also fly through the sky on a chariot with his eight-legged horse pulling the reins which is weird because there are eight reindeer, right? Mm -hmm. And then this guy, Odin, he also gave a lot of gifts. Um, He's also known as Jolfodder or or, um, as it became known as like the Yule Father, which is Father Christmas, but with different words. Even uh, the word jolly, they think, might have derived from this word, Jolfodder, Jolfodder, Yule Father. Um, he was also famous for the wild hunt, which was a, a night where um, a lot of the other like riders, there was like a lot of riders in the night sky. So he would r- fly through the sky in a chariot, right? Well, there were a lot of other ones, other riders that would ride through the sky and they would hunt a mystical creature. And you weren't supposed to go out that night or look up at the sky to see them or you might get dragged in the hunt, which is like, oh, you're not supposed to go try to see Santa Claus at night. Mm. you know uh they would also participate in blot which is blood 
um, which is an animal sacrifice ritual. They would sacrifice an animal and they would eat it, much like people now still sacrifice a turkey for Christmas and eat it. Or ham. Some people do the Christmas or ham. Or ham. Thank yeah. you. It was actually, um, well, in the picture that I saw, they were sacrificing a boar, which is there you go. ham. Yeah. Yeah. So Odin is, yeah, this dude. And like sometimes they would, um, people would leave out grains and different foods, possibly cookies for him. Mm, what did Thor do you think? Hmm? What did Thor do during all this you think? Probably. Well, he probably wasn't born yet. Oh, I see. This is like the pre-Thor days. Yeah, it's like the prequel. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's Odin. And this kind of crosses over with the darkest version of Santa Claus. Are you ready for the final version of Santa Claus? I mean, that wasn't that dark, I got to say. I was, I was expecting some pretty fucked up shit. Yeah, I think I might have. I mean, this is just, that's an intro. Because <coughs> it was like the pagans were celebrating him, you know. Um, are you okay? I'm good. Okay. He has COVID, everybody. Please be nice. Be respectful. Thank you. Be respectful. Okay. So this is the darkest version. I may have mixed it up a little bit because I really thought that that was going to get darker. Um, I recalled it being a little bit darker, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because it wasn't this big jolly man. You, you um, could have made it dark as, as dark as you want as long as you end it with, and then he died. Well, there was a blood animal sacrifice ritual. Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, that was kind of dark. You didn't really lean into it though, so I wasn't thinking like, oh, that's pretty oh, true. Up. I mean, all the, like, like, okay, when you think of Saint Nicholas, he's just a, like a nice man that saved people from going into sex slavery. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, and he actually when you put it like that, he dedicated his life to. He became like a monk. Like he dedicated his life to like helping the poor. He would speak out about things that were going on in the Catholic Church that he didn't think were. Um, okay. And one time, oh, I don't know why I didn't go over this, but one time he actually saw um, a family of kids getting abducted and he went and he rescued them. Whoa. Yeah. Did he use um, super strong tinsel probably? No, he just as rescued a, as them handcuffs? normal. Oh, okay. No, no. He was, he was much more human rescue. I see. Yeah. But okay. So to the dark version though, and this is why some People, especially um, in the Christian religion, say that um, Christmas, the Santa Claus thing, this is not Christian, okay? Like, I don't know why Christians celebrate, no, not me, but like the Christian, if I'm uh, one of these people, like, I'm like, well, I don't know why you, all these so-called Christians are welcoming this notion of Santa Claus or like why they would even tell their kids about it or acknowledge that there's a Santa Claus at all. I get it. This is your personal opinion. Is what you're trying this to say. This is not my personal opinion. Yeah. But this is, it's been, Santa's been very controversial in the Christian religion, which is supposed to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, right? right. Well, there's actually no evidence that um, Jesus was born on December 25th. In fact, some people say he was born in September. Um, there's a lot of different theories on that too, but this isn't about the birth of Jesus. Look, we all had a neighbor growing up whose mom was like, you shouldn't be worshiping, okay, Santa Claus. It's all about the birth of Jesus, actually. See, so that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just that, like, worshiping false gods, right? Yeah. And I thought that, like, oh, like, they just don't like that Santa's commercialized Christmas, right, and taken away from the birth of Jesus. But it's actually much darker than that. Really? Because we all knew, I always, it was always dark for me because I saw a kid who was never allowed to have fun at Christmas time with the rest of us. <laughs> Like, That's they're always dark. like, oh, my God, my mom won't let me. This sucks. That's pretty dark. But yeah. he, when, you, when you find out the why, I, it's much more un understandable. Okay. Okay. So this dark version, I got um, 
all of this information came from a channel called the messenger of the name. That's the name of the channel. So if there's any, if there's any inaccuracies, basically I'm just telling you the names of all these channels. So the liability is on them. It's not on me. I just watched their videos. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> um, okay. So the ancient Moabites, have you heard of them? The ancient Moabites? Moabites. 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 Yeah. No. They worshipped these gods that went by different names, but they also went by the names uh, Kimish and Molech. You probably heard of Molech, right? Yeah, everyone knows Molech. Yeah, okay. So they would celebrate, these ancient Moabites would celebrate by doing a public child sacrifice during the winter solstice during December 25th. Mm. Hmm. They would celebrate, okay, so they would build up to this anticipated time of the year uh, by all of the parents coming together and compiling wish lists of things they would like to see happen in the coming year. Then they would bring all of the infants that were born that year to the idol Moloch. Moloch. Then uh, as they were bringing their screaming infants to this idol, there's a priest that would stoke large fires inside an iron idol of the deity. And then the parents would bring their like screaming kids to the idol and lay the child on the lap of Moloch, who wore the Phrygian cap. The Phrygian cap that Santa still wears to this day. That's that same pointy freaking so cap. Scary. That's so fucking scary. Yeah. I like wow. to think that the scientists at the time too, you turn to them and they're like, oh yeah, this is what we look. We researched this. This is good shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they would put their screaming baby on the lap of this this deity Moloch who was wearing this Santa hat. And uh, as they were doing that, they would profess their long list of requests. So today we see people at the mall bringing their screaming infant or children to the lap of a complete stranger Mm -hmm. while they say their requests. Yep. And then they go sit on their phone while their kid's playing that outdoor kitty jungle thing. And their parents are just on their fucking phone the whole time, not seeing any of the shit they're doing. Exactly. So in this version, um, they talk about how babies and young children cry when they see Santa because they can sense the dark demonic forces behind (laughs) symbolism. But then within a few years, they began to love Santa Claus and they look at Santa as this all-knowing, all-giving deity, just as the ancient Moabites did with Moloch and Kamish. Kamish? Kamish? Kamish. Eventually you'll learn to love Moloch. I've always said that. Exactly. Well, because he giveth, right? You just have to give him uh, child sacrifices. And when you're a child, you're like, oh, fuck no, that's me. But then after you're not that child anymore, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we can sacrifice children. I get what I want. I get a PS5. Okay. <laughs> Dude, after you sit next to a kid on an airline, you're like, yeah, we can sacrifice kids. That's totally fine. That's totally yeah, yeah, exactly. Normal. It's very normal. So um, Santa, when you think about Santa, he, what does he do? He has a list of who's naughty and nice, and he gives all the nice children gifts, but he punishes the bad children with coal, which is reminiscent of the flames of Moloch. He flies a chariot across the sky like Odin. He is a deity of prosperity. Um, and then this is why they say that it's surprising that Christians would promote Santa Claus because basically their children will believe Santa is real with all their hearts because you're telling them Santa's, there's Santa's real. Like there's this guy, he's, oh, you better believe in him. You better believe. And then one day they're completely crushed with the reality that he is not. And if you're Steve Green, it was when he was 13 years old. He, he was die hard believed in it until he was 
What? You were 14? I was 15 years old, Nikki. You're disgusting. Please correct that. <laughs> I was like nine. You said you were 13. No, I wasn't. It was just funnier. Oh, nine's not even that long. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I was nine. It's fine. Yeah, that's not as but it, No, it just killed Christmas for me for a while because I was like, damn, dude, this shit was magical before. Right. Yeah. So they, uh, anyway, they, once they find out that he's not real um, and that they were actually being tricked by their parents all this whole time, it causes this distrust and then they start to doubt scripture, which is the intent behind it all along. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then there's an even darker past with his elves. You wanted to know about the elves? I do, indeed. All right. Well, here's the dark shit about the elves. So Santa is actually identified as an elf in other parts of the world. And elves are witches and wizards. That is their definition. And they're identified by their pointy caps. And they are teachers of the dark arts. Um, there's a Satanist named H.P. Blavatsky who says that elves are actually disembodied spirits that use magic and sorcery, and they're actually the pr- principal agents whenever you do a seance. So, like, they're the ones that come in and, like... I, I, frankly, I don't really care what they are as long as they can make toys. That, these ones don't sound like they make toys. Oh, shit, okay. Okay, so in other countries that refer to uh, Santa Claus as Sinterklaas, like Germany and the Dutch and all of them, he is always seen in ancient, in like the far back imagery, there's a bunch of imagery of um, Sinterklaas being accompanied by these dark forces, which are often referred to as the Krampus. Have you heard of the Krampus? Um, only recently, but it, it sounds like a, a movie reference that I know of, and that's it. Okay, well, the Krampus is a half-goat, half-man demon that goes with Santa from house to house delivering gifts. He, like, is his right-hand man. And in, uh, in, it wasn't until the 1500s that Santa became this nice old man who gave gifts, and he was Christianized as St. Nicholas, supposedly based off that first story of Nicholas of Myra earlier, who was this amazing, nice guy, right? He would leave gifts under the tree on his birthday if you'd been good, but if not, his demons, a.k.a. his Krampuses, would abduct you or beat you with sticks. And St. Nicholas supposedly captured Satan and called him by various names. And in some cultures, Sinterklaas was, uh, Sinterklaas was, dro- oh, wait, sorry. So they called Satan by various names, one of which is Old Nick. Did, um, can I ask you, Nikki? Did, yeah. When you were a kid, did the naughty nice list thing work on you? Were you like, oh, shit. No, because I always just believed I was nice no matter what, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I still kind of, like, I don't really do, I don't do anything bad. Like, I I feel like I. Didn't this get you to do dishes and shit like it did for me? Oh, no, fuck no. I did dishes because I want to make money. We did, we never got incentivized by money that way. Oh, It was like, you're doing it because you're part of the household, actually, you little shit. And so, and then if you wanted to not be on the bad list and you want santa to come then you have to do basically everything your parents say oh so you lived in like a socialist family and i lived in a capitalist family wait what's socialist about it well because like you got to work um just you just got to work to work and then everybody gets everybody gets gifts if you work right oh that's true and my parents controlled the money supply so it's very true yeah they they were the government good point yeah well and in my household like if you didn't do your chores you didn't get allowance and I motherfucking wanted allowance because we didn't have allowance because they tried it for like three weeks and then they were like, this is way too much money. Yeah, but you know what? Your parents, uh, they would buy you like 
like they bought you everything, right? They went into like they would use their credit cards. They would buy. You guys got the newest gaming consoles. Yes, you guys at got Christmas. Yes, Christmas was sick. Yeah, so we didn't. Um, we didn't get that. Which is, <clears throat> I don't care at all. Like I love my parents, um, but like we had to if we wanted something nice. Like if, if you wanted to buy an N sixty four, you had to save up your allowance to get it. Oh no, no. For me, I, we had to just exist for a certain amount of time and make and just make it <laughs> make it to the next year. See, yeah. So that's why you had a different regime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, the naughty nice list. Yeah. So that didn't really work on me because I just think you should be a good person no matter what. Nah, nah, nah. You need incentive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess. Oh, you know what it was? I was just more scared of punishment, like. Um, my, of my dad not the naughty nice list, that's but me like, too frankly my dad. <laughs> yeah me too me too but my dad wasn't around that much but when he was oh buddy yeah um i was always in fear of like maybe i fucked up and like something happened and like i overlooked something so um i tried extra hard to be nice um, how long did you believe in santa for um okay so i was like seven when i figured it out but i let it go for another couple years because i really thought once i told someone that um, I would stop getting those extra presents. I saw nice. them as being extra presents. Nice. And they were always good too when my parents yeah. did it. But so what, to, I mean, so I was terrified because I was like, oh, I want those extra presents. But I mean, what ended up happening is they just still put it as Santa because I was the oldest. So they still had to make it look like I was getting Santa gifts for the younger children. The key Santa loophole for me was always how the fuck do parents not know where the presents came from? Or how come they don't double gift, you know? Right. I'm like, how do they know which ones Santa was getting and which ones they were going to get? Yeah, because they have some kind of pipeline to Santa. And then I'm like, my parents can't even get a pipeline to the fucking DMV. They're yelling on the phone the whole time. Exactly. I know they're not talking to Santa in the North Pole, pal. <laughs> no fucking way. I didn't actually think my parents had a direct line to Santa. I was just like... I thought they were just as surprised as me. Well, we were told that the mall Santas had some sort of pipeline to the big guy. Oh, I was always told they were fake. <laughs> well, no, we were told they were fake, but that they were representations of Santa, almost like mayors or uh, town assemblymen. Oh, I, <laughs> I was, I guess I was a little bit more cynical. Like I felt like I always felt like I could detect bullshit. Like even when I was a kid, I was like, no, those, those guys are fake. I didn't even stand on the line. I didn't want to even sit on that guy's lap because, like, mm, irrelevant. Oh, dude, I was like the Red Rider BB gun kid. I was like, as long as I tell him what's up, I'll be good. I'll be square. <laughs> uh, oh, you're so dumb when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. So, in some, so this, so let's get back to Krampus here. Um, okay. in, in some cultures, they actually dropped Sinterklaas altogether, and all that remained was this Satan figure krampus and there's a lot of imagery where um santa is actually known to be satan himself so there is no santa there's only satan that comes to your house during this time That's heavy. Um, yeah and uh he is portrayed as the goat-headed mighty one and is worshipped by in satanism and pagan worship by the name uh Baph- baphomet and he's also called baphomet yeah, is also called the horned one and sometimes is depicted with the horns of the reindeer. Hmm. He's definitely got some horns. Yeah, well, sometimes he has goat horns, but because like Krampus is half goat, half demon, right? But sometimes he's got horns of a reindeer. Wow. And in the, the 1970s, get this, in the 1970s, the Second Vatican Council stated that there actually, there was no Roman Catholic bishop by the name of St. Nicholas. He never existed. So that guy from Myra, 
nope, didn't happen. He never was a person ever. And that any, any legends at all that was attributed to St. Nicholas had no Christian origin and was actually just probably stemmed from pagan traditions. Dude, that's what they did to the Da Vinci Code too. They said Da Vinci Code wasn't even real. And I was like, yeah, right. Wait. What they said, Da Vinci. They code said Da Vinci Code wasn't even real, and I'm like, "Are oh, you talking about like the book? Yeah, by Don Brown, the biography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how they found out yeah. about Mary and all that stuff. No, so but like, oh, you mean oh, you mean the story that happened in the book? Yeah, they said that wasn't even real. With Mary, Mary Magdalene, yeah, and the Knights of Templar. Uh huh. Um. Well, that all I think is real. Of course, it is. It's in the book. <laughs> it was in a book yeah Yeah, it was in the book so how could it not be exactly yeah well anyway um so anytime someone was like wait he was a real man that existed the roman catholic church would be like no 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 he didn't prove it but they revised that just recently didn't that the 1970s isn't that there there's historical documentation of the guy though so yeah they were like no he didn't they're trying to fucking gaslight us they're trying to cover up santa claus's origins yeah so um Anyway, in, if you look at the Oxford English Dictionary, it states the devil goes by a lot of different names, one of them being Old Nick. This is from the Oxford Dictionary. Mm. Uh, December, as I was talking about before, was known as the darkest time, and it was also known as a time where spirits reigned free because like, the sun was very limited. So spirits, they love the darkness. They're, like, they're all over the place. They're like, woo, woo. They're fucking raging because it's the dark time. So you would bring evergreens into your home to represent ongoing life and you would deck the halls with boughs of holly. And then you would also burn a Yule log for 12 days, 12 days straight, which is where the 12 days of Christmas comes from. And it had to be kindled with a piece of log from the year before. That was the tradition. You had to start the new log with a piece of the log from the year before. And this was to keep the ancient, the ancestral spirits happy because they lived through the fire. And therefore, the fire was kept burning with offerings of food and sacrifice. Originally, the uh, sacrifice was made of human beings and animals. But then they made them into cookie shapes. <laughs> and so it's all good. Well, yeah. So the World Book Encyclopedia talks about the belief that Santa comes down the chimney because it was actually developed from an old Norse legend that the deity Hertha appeared in the fireplace and brought good luck into the home. And the Druids would have a treat waiting for Hertha consisting of milk and pastries to appease this particular deity. This is where that's where the milk and, and the cookies came from for Santa. It's actually Dude, imagine, ha- imagine having a god for everything. Do, I mean, like a lot of cultures do, like the Greek culture did, um, Hawaiian culture. Uh, Hawaiian culture, it makes sense to me because like it's the elements. So it's like fire, wind, water, like each one has a different God. And it makes sense because they kind of seem personified. Like you ever encounter an angry wind? Like oh, yeah. sometimes the wind is fucking angry. I'm dude. like, I relate. I, I Sometimes I'm going through that time of the month and I'm like, dude, I fucking relate to this wind. Dude, in Santa Ana winds, especially on the East Coast where houses were built way fucking earlier and I grew up in one. Yeah. They, the way that the wind whistles through your walls is like super strange and scary as fuck. Yeah, exactly. And, so. but, but they had a god for the fucking fireplace, dude. 
Although I will say nowadays we should they, we need more gods because like I could use a printer god. I could never get the fucking printer to work, especially no, if you want to do Wi-Fi printing. Well, it wasn't for it wasn't for the fireplace. It was during the time of the year where spirits were reigning free. So the one spirit that would enter the fire was this one named Hertha. <clears throat> So it was during this time of the year only. It wasn't like any time you lit your fireplace, there's a god in there. I see. That's where. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. You're welcome. But if you want a Wi-Fi printer god, like make sure it's just during this time of the year because that's when the spirits are out. No, but dude, we need, I mean, our Wi-Fi printer gods have forsaken us, dude. So I'm not even going to mess around. It makes a lot of sense too that this would be the time of the spirits because like there's like the, what's up with the ghost of Christmas past and future and present? Like, why are they ghosts? You know, like there's a lot of ghost stories related to Christmas. Yeah, because it's kind of a creepy time of the year. I always thought it was kind of terrifying the idea that that Santa was coming to see me tonight or coming into my house. Yeah, you, you don't like that. this whole idea of Santa. Not exactly, especially uh, now as a gun owner. I, I definitely am not as into it. <laughs> oh, before you were more into it? <laughs> I'm just thinking as a kid, man. As a kid, <laughs> it was creepy. It was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Well, I didn't really think of it that way, I guess. I was like, we it, don't it, even, ha- I was like, we don't even have a chimney. <laughs> towards my later belief in Santa, it started to get fucking weird. I guess because you had a chimney growing up. Yeah, we, we did. Never, we never had a chimney. So I was just like, he must like leave them at the door and then someone brings them in. <laughs> Logical. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not bothered by it. That's good. <laughs> he can't get in here. There's no entry. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It just there's something about the entire idea of it that freaked me out, especially that night. Especially because on Christmas night, really nobody's out. Like it's very like the streets are empty. Like there's not as many cars going by and shit. So that you just feel more alone. Hmm. And so the idea of uh, an old man coming to your house and he has these magic powers it's just freaky, kind of. Yeah, it's pretty freaky, I guess. You had a different childhood than me, I think, because the East Coast you actually like had snow and it was probably cold and so people didn't go out so on our family and you've been to our family's christmas eve traditions like we always go walk around this place called naples and long beach because they have like bomb ass christmas lights and so there's fuck tons of people out on christmas eve usually yeah our christmas eve was always everyone's at home inside usually it's snowing outside or it's fucking cold anyway you don't want to go outside yeah and then we all just kind of hang out and um Drink hot cocoa and watch Christmas movie, but now we can drink alcohol, which is even better. That's tight. Yeah. I actually prefer yours because, like, I don't like walking that much. <laughs> I gotta say, and I always felt pressured to go walking. It, it was fun the first time, but once you see it once, everyone just does the same thing every fucking year. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. they do throw they do throw contests, so like people try to switch it up, but still. But once you've seen one of these houses, I swear you've seen them all. Yeah. Not to yeah. be too mean about it, but really, no, they, and it, it really is beautiful. It really is beautiful. What people do down there in Naples is beautiful. No, like, but I, I think I realized why they actually started this tradition, not because they want to see the Christmas lights, but actually it was an excuse for all the adults to put alcohol in their coffee mugs. Uh, they're like thermos coffee mugs. And that. since we all, there was a lot of kids, like it was a way to get them out of the house and tire them out so that we would go to sleep. I've noticed that. I, I, it's that makes sense, right? A drinking social. Yeah. Yeah. Then the kids all grew up and now we just join them with the alcohol and nobody really has any kids that need to be an, a drained from energy, but we still do it. <laughs> so it's a blast. Yeah. Well, anyway, those are the four 
different theories that I that I found on the origins of Santa Claus. Which one? Which one do you like the best? Um, I th- I think I'm I'm with you on the second one being the most connected to my childhood understanding of Santa. The mushrooms. Yeah, the mushrooms one. Well, because it has everything basically. Yeah. Except for like fucking Mrs. Claus, basically. I mean, it's got everything else. Yeah, it covers all the bases. Yeah. Um, but I think the most interesting one is the last one. Yeah, Moloch. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, that Moloch, it makes sense because he upended a Christian holiday. Mm-hmm. And he, if you, so if you're Satan, like w- that's what you want to do, right? Is like take over a Christian holiday and get all of the Christians worshiping you instead of. And other than Easter, this is the Christian holiday. So. Yeah, exactly. Pretty good way of doing that. Well, I don't know. Maybe the Easter Bunny is Satan too. Dude, it's got to be something like that because they, I remember my neighbor lady, she was pissed about two things, Santa Claus and the fucking Easter Bunny. She thought both of them diverted too much from Jesus and it was fucked up. Well, think about it. Are they bunny ears or are they horns? Exactly. It could be like that. Especially if you've seen that movie Donnie Darko, it could just be a fucked up looking bunny. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So true. Yeah, so I thought that was all pretty interesting. I bet like it's probably a mixture of all of those stories combined. There was probably a really nice guy named Nicholas that did all that stuff. I believe in that that guy was a real guy. Yeah. I, I can buy that. Um, but I don't think he ever tried to take over the holiday. He just like thought that he wanted to bring some extra life and love into the world during that time. He wasn't so trying to not... make it about him. Exactly. He tried to do it anonymously. Uh, can I ask you, Nikki, what would be your ideal Christmas Eve slash day? What is your perfect thought of that? Um, honestly, I, well, I love family, right? So I love uh, everybody being at home, except for every time I see my family on Christmas Eve, like I have to leave my cats, but I would ideally like all my cats to be there. And there's a lot now. There's a lot. There's a lot more. There's double the cats that we normally have now. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I really like playing games. That's my favorite part of Christmas Eve is like playing games. And lately, the past couple of years, people like haven't wanted to play games. And it's really a bummer because then I get all drunk and I have all this energy. And like, I just want to like, I just want to beat somebody at a game. She will <laughs> yell for three hours about how nobody's playing. I don't, I don't even care what game it is. I just want to be hyper competitive at a game and like get my energy out and then go to bed. <laughs> and this doesn't even really have to be about Christmas, guys. This could be just, this no. is just Nikki drinking with family around. She's like, why doesn't anyone want to play a game? Why does nobody well, want to play games? It's like you get drunk and then like, what? I'm just supposed to sit here until I fall asleep now? Like, yeah, it sucks. You, you, yeah, you, like, like to, you like to do something with I it. I like to do something. I like to like get everyone's energy up and like involved in something. And um, So she's you not know. dancing or playing games and there's no point. Put her to bed already. Yeah, exactly. And my family is really funny too. Like everybody roasts each other. So the more you can get them like riled up, like the more fun it is. Yep. So, yeah, I enjoy making a festive drink, a festive alcoholic beverage, whether that be, be eggnog or spiked hot chocolate or apple cider. Um, the eggnog's something... always out. I'm sick of hearing about it. I know. It's always out. It's it is always there. out. Yep. It's really good, though. Makes sense. I've had it one time. It was like five years ago. But it's yeah. every time well, after, it's out. There was one year where we got addicted to eggnog, and then we, we got really fat. That's for sure, dude. Yeah, eggnog can blimp me out like nothing else that exists. Yeah, I think it's so. An evil I think drink. it's. I think it's better that you're better off that the eggnog's always gone. Do you remember Nikki when we found that Pennsylvania Dutch? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that's the brand. Good. 
very good, but my God, is that shit just, oh, just swells <laughs> you right up. Thick. It's a thick boy. It is a thick boy. It's a thick boy, yeah. but it's very good. Very good. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much for listening to The Origins of Santa, but also thank you so much for just listening to our podcast in general. We, we're so thankful for you guys. I'm glad that you like coming back. Um, I'm also thankful that Steve can uh, recover from COVID in his, his room. Feeling thankful good. for Feeling that. strong, by the way. Yeah. And I just wanted to say thank you. So even if you haven't yet rated our podcast, which you should really consider doing, it's on iTunes. I mean, it really helps us out a lot, but you know, no pressure. No. But even if but you're if, not one of those people, we still are thankful for you. Yeah. We'll try to find it in our hearts to be thankful for you. So we, we are bigger. We're I bigger think I found, people. I found a piece in my heart. We're big. We're bigger. We're the bigger people, really. We're, yeah. That's why. It's because, you know, we're the for the bigger people for mm-hmm. sure for sure mm-hmm. for sure i mean even if you're not one of the people that wrote in lots of compliments for us over the years we still somehow, really appreciate yeah, you no it's somehow that's fine <laughs> but thanks for listening everybody we love you guys and yeah. uh yeah we'll see you next time on shit they don't tell you bye bye Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.